0: welcome to a slice of orange on north orange county politics i'm jody balma today i'm talking with sunny park mayor of buena park and a candidate for orange county board of supervisors for the fourth district which covers north orange county brea placentia fullerton Mahabra, buena park parts of stanton and parts of anaheim there are three candidates on the june ballot doug chafee stephen vargas and sunny park we're going to talk about the important importance of commissioners how to meet your spouse in college how local government can better support the community. Um, she talks about the need to connect the disconnected and how to make sure it's always sunny in Orange County. Let's get started. Welcome to A Slice of Orange. Uh, I'm Jody Balma, and today I'm talking with Sunny Park, who is a Buena Park Councilwoman and a candidate for the Orange County Board of Supervisors. So welcome. Thank you. Thank you for inviting me. It's my pleasure to be with you today. Yeah, it's great to get to know some of the candidates um, on our ballot, and especially for these Orange County races that are a little bit less information. Um, So tell us a little bit about yourself, your personal story. Let's start with how you got involved with the City Council and, and Buena Park, and then we'll move on to your candidacy.
1: Yeah. So my name is Sunny Park, Mayor of Buena Park, I'm running for Orange County Supervisor District Four. Um, my personal background is uh, I'm an immigrant who came to America when I was at age 26 uh, to go to law school. Uh, at law school, I met my husband, uh, my love of life, and stayed on. And I've been practicing estate planning and trust law for the past 20 years. Uh, my husband is an employee of the Orange County, and my daughter goes to Sunny Hills. Uh, she's a 10th grader. I love it. I feel like grad school is a great place to meet potential husbands. I met
0: mine there, too, and he works for the County <laughs> of Orange. So, yes. um, yeah. Before um, online dating, we had to go to college.
1: That's right. Yeah. You know, I, I think um, I was very fortunate, and uh, I my husband's side family came from South Korea. Right after the Korean War in nineteen fifty-five. Wow. Yeah. Um, so back then in Los Angeles, uh, my father-in-law said well, there are only five hundred Koreans. Oh my and gosh. In Orange County, I don't know how many. I think about half million. Uh, I'm sorry, um, um half five hundred thousand right. Koreans. So uh it has um changed a lot and um, you know I am very fortunate. Uh, to really uh, be in the public office, to really represent those and connect the disconnect. That's how I feel. Connect
0: the disconnect.
1: Yes, the people who have been marginalized, whose voice have not been heard. And uh, that's the main reason why I ran in 2018 for local office. For that, uh, while I was serving, um, uh, practicing as an attorney, uh, I was a state uh, on the state commissioner uh, working on the state uh, board of accountancy. I was a, a Senate Pro Tem appointee uh, on the state level, and used to go to Sacramento uh, to do a meeting, and mm-hmm. that's where I got to know a little bit about you know, how to make um, uh, policies to yeah. be an advocate. And sure. now. Yeah, I'm on the local level. My state experience has been great uh, because I think the Orange County, what's lacking is the close working relationship with the state. It has been lacking for a long time. Sure. Especially on the Board of Supervisors. Yes. Absolutely. So what, what experience
0: being the mayor of Buena Park you know, makes you want to, to be on, on the Board of Supervisors?
1: Yes, so this is my fourth year as a city council, and uh, as I said, a, a rotation mayor. During the pandemic, I saw my Buena Park families really struggling so much. So I did what I could do uh, to help, you know, uh, the my residents with the rest of my council colleagues. As soon as the uh, lockdown, uh, we were able to go out after lockdown. I had my mask on. Mm-hmm. I- all my business districts and any anybody who uh, had an open door, I went in, I saw them, and they were really struggling. I remember, you know, back then, we weren't sure where the all these assistance money was coming from, right. the state or, the, you know, the city. And, and then I got really frustrated by the inaction of the county supervisors, especially because they hold so much money in their hands. 7 right. 7 billion dollars annual budget to be exact. Wayne yeah. Park has a little um between about 70 million to 100 million annual budget. So we're talking about a large sum of about about of, of money. But I just felt that there is such a, a lack of county support on the community um, you know, uh, activities and our constituents. So I decided to step up.
0: Mm-hmm. That's great. And and so we, you know, we have redistricting, and so we have you know slightly different lines for the fourth district. But it's primarily the North Orange County uh, 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 cities that that you're going to be representing if you win. Um, and so, what lessons do you think you can take from Buena Park? for those other cities. And and I love what you were talking about because so much of the county budget is passed through money from the state passing through the county to the communities and having those relationships is really important.
1: Yes. Um, So, you know, what I learned uh, from my experience on the council for Buena Park, I learned about a solid district representation. Uh, Buena Park uh, changed from a citywide election to
0: mm-hmm.
1: the voting in 2016. So what that means is I represent District 1, which is close to Cal State Fullerton and mm-hmm. La Habra, which is the north side of, Orange, uh, of Buena Park. So as mayor, I get to decide on all matters concerning uh, all city businesses. However, at the same time, as a district representative, I serve as the voice to my district. So, Mm -hmm. you know, my uh, governing uh, method is very much grassroots. I walked every single year, except for 2020 when we had a lockdown. I walked each year, make sure that I speak to most of my voters and uh, business owners in my district. Why is it important? It's because district representation means you really need to really know what's happening in your district and bring those concerns to the Board of uh, Board of Supervisor and, uh, and be an advocate, you know, mm-hmm. especially on the north end of Orange County. There is a huge disparity between people with resources and without. And you know, for instance, we are considered to be one of the part poor district in Orange County. And we have cities older than 60, 70 years old. Uh, we're talking about really old, mm-hmm. outdated infrastructures. In Buena Park, we have a, a small pocket of uh, districts where we have a yellow water issue, for instance. You know, when you open a tap, the tap water is, wow. you know, the water is yellow. And right. I was so shocked when I found out. And, and we were having a, a meeting at the city council. And uh, my staff said, it's health-wise, um, they said it's okay to drink. Well, oh, my question is: Would you like to drink it? Right. I wouldn't. And then the solution that we came up with was because it is the pipes are so old and deposits are built in, and we we decided to because it, we didn't have enough budget. It's a huge project to dig up the earth, whole earth sure. dirt, right, and then p- replace the pipes. So we decided to just let the water flow through, and in a just make sure that we have a, a clear water comes out. Mm-hmm. These are the issues that the county, which holds a lot of money, should right. work in partnership with the cities because infrastructure updating, you know, fiber optic bands, and the cities try to do whatever we can, but right. we don't have enough budget to do it. So sure. I think that um, or we need a Orange County supervisor who is really deeply engaged in the community and understand yes. the needs of the communities and who can just work with a community, not just sitting, you know, while holding the money back. In their right. Hands. Right. And, and I think something you said t- throughout this about,
0: you know, grassroots and really talking to people, because, you know, I certainly saw during the pandemic, there were, you know, business opportunities and grants, but a lot of, a lot of the people I go to, you know, my hairstylist or my my housekeeper might not know how to access that, right? Like, and so unless you have somebody who says, like, there's this grant opportunity available, you can apply. But so often it was the people who were so well connected Mm -hmm. that were flooding the application process before anybody even knew about it.
1: Yes, I hear you. I hear you. One of, you know, when Um, Gwena Park was one of the first Orange County city that rolled out small business grants. As I said, I walked and I felt so, you know, desperate to help my uh, business owners. So what I did was I told my city, hey, you know, is there any budget? Can you come up with some money? So Mm -hmm. we were able to get about half a million dollars. So we said, hey, about $10,000 per person. But nevertheless, remember there was a, a point where everybody was just hunkered down and right? didn't know where to turn, to turn to and where the information is coming from. So I walked and I went into one of the violin shop, not in my district, but I happened to be around in Buena Park. Mm-hmm. So, I asked the owner, hey, you know, there is a grant opportunity, and would you like to um, fill out the application? And so that's how I I got him applied, yeah. and he was able to get $10,000, much needed. You of know, course, and of course. Yeah. so I think that um, coming out of pandemic, okay, as we come out of the pandemic, these uh, type of direct district representation mm-hmm. and The deeply rooted in the community is so needed. Yeah. So
0: let's talk a little bit about endorsements, because obviously when you run for office, you get people to endorse you. Organizations endorse you. Even though this is a nonpartisan office, the Orange County Democratic Party has endorsed you, even though the incumbent is is also running. And so that's a huge victory. Um,
1: Why do you think that is? Um. so I guess, you know, my, I mean, it's a very difficult question, <laughs> but you know, my answer is this, I believe in the democratic value. And I believe that the Democratic Party of Orange County is a party of equal opportunity. With my last name Park, and with such a, you know, only a few years of public ser- service in my under my belt, I'm really honored to earn that endorsement. I think that the party and also not only party, the rest of the community that I've been talking to really really understand that uh, this is, Orange County is at a very critical stage where we need a, a post-pandemic energetic leader with a forward thinking to push the community to the right direction. And that's why I think I was able to Earn the endorsement by Democratic Party. Not only a party issues specifically relating to to the Democratic Party, but also the community is ready to embrace uh, uh, um, uh, an energetic uh, post-pandemic community leader. That's the response that I've been getting across the uh, community. Yeah. And, and
0: unlike the Orange County Board of Education, I've been talking to some of those candidates, um, the top vote getter there will win the seat in June, regardless of the vote total. We, we had in 2020 somebody who only got 33 percent of the vote who won the election in the primary election. But but in this race, like all the Orange County offices, district attorney, sheriff, if, it, if there was a, a competition, the, the Orange County Board of Supervisors is – a runoff election. If nobody gets a majority in the June primary, then there's a runoff. So the top two candidates would advance, and it's possible that, that the incumbent and you could advance to November. But does that change how you run your campaign, knowing, you know, it might extend to November, that you might not be done, that the finish line might not be June?
1: Yeah, that's correct. So I run to win this campaign, <laughs> and I'll do my best to come within top two first and just take one day at a time uh that's my uh my mindset and i'm i'm receiving uh great traction and you know community response so we shall see where i land in june and uh in november i i always think it's like preparing for a marathon and
0: then you get to the end and they're like and you get to run another 26.2 miles right. uh, and it's it's a little hard to plan for that but that that's how the elections work, and and so we'll see what happens on how many of these extend. So so let's fast forward. And if you win, what are your top priorities? You've talked a little bit about what you want to do. What would your what would your office look like? What what would your top priorities be? How would you work with the other um, board members? Yes, and I guess really, why should the voters care about the board of supervisors? That so many people
1: don't know what they do, and it's such an important, crucial part. Yes, you know, I mean, you hit the uh, the head on the right on the nail. Um, so basically, when I walk and talk to the voters and I say, "Hey, can you vote for me uh, for county supervisor?" Their response is, "Oh, yeah, of course. You came to my home, so I will vote for you." But what are you gonna supervise? Okay, so I right. Think
0: what are you gonna supervise? Yes. Yeah,
1: what are you gonna <laughs> supervise? That's their question because they're so familiar with mayor and city council, but this board of supervisor, the role uh, the supervisors do is quite, quite unknown. I think, so one of the top, uh, that's the reason why one of the top priorities that I'm gonna work on is transparency and accountability. Uh, board of supervisor, when people should know what to expect from the supervisors and mm-hmm. then how to make us accountable, and one thing that I was very, very frustrated during the redistricting process, uh, certain uh, community members that I'm very aware of, they they went to uh, the county supervisors' uh, building to voice themselves about you know what type of map, what map that they support,
0: mm-hmm. but the
1: process, as I heard, was very very cumbersome. They were asked to you know, stay outside only one person can come in. And I do understand, you know, we have to be very cautious about pandemic and, you know, not spreading the virus and so forth. But, you know, uh, just to a point where the people who went there was, hey, you know, it was very difficult to even um, do a public participation. Mm -hmm. I know that I I read it in the news article, uh, you know, it's a similar kind of sentiment about why, Uh, the redistricting map, you know, how the public comment was not, it wasn't really um, easy to uh, do a public participation on the redistricting map. Those are the issues that I think is very important for the community to know what to expect, what type of budgets, you know, we are building, and Mm -hmm. what we're supposed to use. So county supervisor, uh, compared to my role as a city council would be, number one, what's added, what's, uh, let's step back and you know talk about what's caught co- in common. Uh, public safety would be in common, right? right. And also uh, a small business uh, you know, protection is going to be in common. But what is different, and also parks and recreation too, uh, you know, cities do have their own parks, but the county has its own park. So these are kind of overlapping services but then the services unique to Orange County is going to be um, uh, mental health and social services and healthcare and call Optima. These right. are that are unique to the supervisors um, in a role. So I think making sure that the community knows that what we're supposed to do and at the end of each year or periodically, you go back to your community and say, hey, what do you think about my performance? How can I improve myself? Because nobody's perfect. I will definitely make mistakes when even get I get elected and start serving as supervisor. But as a public servant, I think it's the attitude of just being able to being accessible and be able to listen to all constituents Mm -hmm. and their concerns and having an open-door policy is going to be key to uh, having transparency and accountability uh, really enforced on the county level. The second issue that I want to really focus on is housing needs. You know, it is everybody knows that this right. issue is a, a big issue. And during the pandemic, I realized that homeless issue is not only housing issue, but it is also public health issues. Correct. So, that we really need to focus on uh, providing housing for homeless, the members in the homeless community. But not only that, we need to expand housing needs, uh, assess the housing needs for uh, uh, college students who really need housing. And also the ones who are graduating, who are studying uh, their first job and they start to have a a steady income coming in and they need to start getting first home when they get so These are the housing issues that that Mm -hmm. I think the Orange County really needs to focus on. As a city elected, you know, the state has mandated, City of Buena Park to um, create uh, and produce about 8,900 housing units by uh, 2030. And we have identified those locations and the county should also expand housing production. So that, um, you know, it's not only cities' responsibility, but the county right. working with the cities and their you know uh, district, the cities in their district is going to be key to solving housing needs. And the third issue that I want to ta- uh, I want to focus on is uh, in supporting small businesses and creating more jobs. Mm-hmm. You know, Orange County is considered to be the five, fifth largest county in the state of California. But nevertheless, and also we are very most one of the most expensive county to live in. And right. we want to uh, keep the job within the uh, county of Orange and and creating more jobs so that the college students who are graduating, you know, don't have to leave uh, the, uh, you know, the county of Orange. We can stay a good qualified workforce mm-hmm. uh, within the county. So those are the my top th- three priorities. Even when I get elected on the state, uh, on the uh, county level. Absolutely. Great. So how can people get involved with your campaign?
0: You know, I always get students asking how to get involved in politics, and I say campaigns, campaigns, campaigns. So uh, how do they find uh, and what would somebody volunteering for your uh, campaign do?
1: Yes, yes. You know, we are anxiously waiting for more volunteers to step up. Um, you know, during, when I was uh, submitting my candidacy statement, um, I was required to get 40 signatures.
0: Mm-hmm. Only.
1: I was very surprised, you know, considering I have uh, 315,000 voters, uh, they only require me to uh, secure 40 signatures. And but then my campaign manager and I decided to go out and ask people to really step up because we wanted to get people engaged mm-hmm. so we were able to get a little over a thousand signatures wow and i had about um i hope you got extra credit from the registrar of voters yes yes they actually <laughs> reduced the they reduced the filing fees per yes. thousand signatures and some of them are actually not somehow within the you know district but you know i think that the message was very clear we had about um, 25 you know, volunteers who worked to secure signatures from the uh, community across the board. And um, it was able to secure over a, a thousand uh, signatures. Same concept applies uh, to my campaign. If you want to get involved, please go to my website, uh, park 4 four is number four, oc.com once again right. s u n n y p a r k number 4 oc.com there and we'll put
0: a link in the show notes yes
1: there is yeah. a uh, there is a section where you can sign up uh, to be a volunteer and also i can get you my uh, our phone number here 949 923 9477 949 9477. I believe that I have a strong electability because uh, I have a a, a very broad uh, voter appeal. I'm a mom, I'm a woman, so I can target really a woman, you know, voters. And also uh, I I can really target younger voters. My goal uh, is to energize the uh, younger voters so that they can really have a voice Uh, in Mm -hmm. this section. So if you want to get engaged, please contact us and we are happy to, um, you know, train you and be part, make sure that you are part of our, um, our campaign and our community service.
0: Yeah. And, 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 you know, you talking about one of your introductions to politics being commissions, there are so many county commissions that young people can serve on. Um, And it's a great experience to to kind of dip your toe in without having to be on the ballot.
1: Right. You know, I think that um, county level, we have a senior commission specifically addressing senior Mm -hmm. issues. I think that uh, we should have a specifically uh, youth or Mm -hmm. younger, you know, um, constituents, commission for younger constituents. Because when I think about it, um, younger uh, constituents also have their unique uh, perspective and also unique needs. We're Absolutely. Talked about the housing needs for younger folks. You know, um, they have a fixed income and they have a different uh, perspective of life. You know, they are continuing. Absolutely. On yeah. So these are the uh, the voice that we should have on the com- uh, on the county level, and I'm happy to. Um, I'm happy to engage more and raise up, you know, and train more younger uh, and um, uh, represent their, uh, you know, peers on the county level. Yeah, I think that's a great idea. I'd also love you just as a
0: personal uh, favor. uh, The the public meetings uh, are really difficult to get to. Public comment, uh, you know, early morning on a Tuesday in yes. Santa Ana for the entire county is the opposite of accessible. Um, so I know that you don't get to make that decision, but, uh, you know, these are full-time positions. So I know that that having it during the day uh, is convenient, but wow, it is tough for the public to actually uh, engage and, and speak at those meetings.
1: Right. Yeah. So um, with the city of Buena Park, our public comment uh, used to be five minutes, uh, but it got reduced to three minutes. Mm-hmm. I was the only yeah. council member who opposed to it. You know, uh, as I said, as an immigrant who uh, came from another country and made you know, America as my home, I have, and also trained at law school, I have a deep respect for the uh, U.S. Constitution, especially the First Amendment. Uh, the right to engage and right to speak, you know, Mm -hmm. what you think is so important um, uh, in my mind. So I will be uh, always a champion for uh, protecting the public, you know, public participation, Mm -hmm. any uh, aspect, especially on the county level. We do need to uh, find other ways to uh, make the meetings more accessible uh, to the public. Yeah, great.
0: So at the end of the show, I ask my um, guests some questions. So, what's the best
1: advice you've ever got <laughs> from people? <laughs> yeah, yeah, or or given, or given. Yes, um, people say people say politics can be a dirty business, but mm-hmm. uh, and you know I got my fair share at the beginning. Um, my start of uh, public office was quite controversial. However, I think serving the public is a very noble thing. I loved every moment of really listening to, you know, my school mom friends, mm-hmm.
0: listening to uh,
1: the seniors that I run run into at Senior Center, you know, the community leaders who has been uh, in the uh, Orange County politics longer than I have. And all these people who come to me and try to share their perspective, my job is to understand that public, serving the public is a noble thing. And my job is to just listen and be available for them. And obviously, uh, as a policymaker, my job is to reflect those comments into uh, making. You know, at, Earlier, I mentioned to you that pandemic has changed the society completely. Okay, yeah. I had read in the uh, somewhere in the article that the pandemic has pushed the society and mankind overall three to five years ahead of what would normally happen without pandemic. You know, when you think about it, you and I are now discussing right conversation through Zoom, Zoom technology was available but we never knew it right sure. but now it has been part of our lifestyle and our business and because of this change changes in climate changes in technology changes in consumer behaviors people don't want to go to um uh, you know department store anymore they do all the shoppings online mm-hmm. then my question is why local government has to always, Five years, ten years behind those that the community is experiencing. As a as a matter of fact, my philosophy is local government should be able to produce those policies to support the changes that the community is experiencing. And in some degree, we need to have a forward forward thinking Mm -hmm. so that we can produce policies that would put us. In five years or ten years yeah. ahead of us, and incorporating those, you know, potential changes into our policy. Yeah. So that's my main job um, to, you know, the change that I want to bring to the county. And once again, your question about what advice you got, you've ever gotten. Once again, local politics, local government should be able to really support the changes that the yeah. community.
0: Yeah. Great.
1: What's a book that you like to recommend to people? Uh, <laughs> yeah, I, um, I love, uh, Colson, you know, Nick, uh, president, Nick, you know, uh, Nixon's a uh, hatch who, uh, became Christian, uh, after yeah. he went through big political, um, he battle. Said, yeah. And, uh, I'm a, a personal faith. And you know I, I believe that I am called to serve. And a lot of people ask me, hey, what happens you know in November if you lose? And, and I say, you know what I believe in my destiny and I will serve the community one way or, or another. Mm-hmm. And I, I think that that calling of public services in my in my blood.
0: I love it. Yeah. Yeah. Biographies are one of my favorite genres. You learn so much about people as they reflect on their life and the lessons that they've learned. So is there a hopeful message you can share with our listeners and my students? <laughs> it will be
1: always sunny in Orange County. <laughs> ah, I love it. I love it. Yes. Yeah. It will be always sunny in Orange County if I get elected. So please uh, vote in June. Yeah. Uh, the only way for me to get elected is uh someone like your listeners uh college students and community you know really uh c- constituents just open the ballot and just look for Sunny Park and vote for me and put it in the mail that's what i all i'm asking you to do
0: yeah there's
1: some other ballot That i like them to mark too, but yes. That's right. (laughs) (laughs) So who should we talk to next? Who's in the community, especially Buena Park? Oh, uh, in Buena Park, I think that I would talk to those uh, people who I have worked closely, especially uh, I would talk to uh, commissioners that I've been working Ah. with. and the commissioners, in especially on the north end side, uh, we just had a, some noise nuisance issue coming out of one of the businesses, uh, public hearing. And my thinking is, you know, yes, I will address it uh, with my staff to make sure to make sure that we find a solution. But I want to. Have my residents engaged so that they know every step of the day uh, of the way what type of uh, solutions we have found. So I would talk to um, you know my my city commissioners uh, about you know about how to engage uh, our voters.
0: I love it. Well, thank you so much. It was wonderful to get to know you and spend some time with you. Okay, thank you, Jody.